Thank you for joining me today. Got a good program on tap because in our series, we're talking about people that Jesus met. And each of these people brought out a particular aspect of who Jesus is, one of his attributes, his qualities. And today we're going to see someone that brought out a quality that, you know what, we need to know. We need to know this quality because this is what makes our relationship with the Lord very, very personal. So I'm glad you tuned in today. All right, good topic, good topic, good topic. And by the way, if you're on Facebook, chime in. Let us know you're watching. Let us know where you're from as well. And uh, get some folks scattered around the globe. Very glad to be sharing the Word of God with you that way. You know, sometimes people go to any length to find relief, don't they? Or maybe they're looking for peace, happiness. What do you think? And uh, they'll do anything. And sometimes in that search, you can find yourself doing hmm, some pretty crazy things. You really can. And we're going to see someone today that oh, did some kind of, well, what some might consider a crazy thing. But it worked. It worked. And we're glad that it did. I'm looking for our audience on Facebook right now, trying to find them. Trying to find you. So again, we're in our series, People Jesus Met. Today, Jesus meets someone with a malady that couldn't be cured. She tried everything. Everything was to no avail. To no avail. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us she spent all her money on doctors and like, man, they couldn't help her. And sometimes we have problems like that. We have problems that yet People can't help us. It's a part of life. But then we have problems when the Lord, oh yeah, he can really help us. So today we're in Mark 5, verse 25. It opens up where a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years, wow, she had a bleeding problem, 12 years of her life. Now, this was a serious problem for her because When someone had an issue like this, they were considered unclean. They couldn't go to the synagogue. They couldn't socialize. They were kind of outcasts. That's tough. It's a hard way to go through life. The Jewish Talmud gives several cures for such trouble. It gives some tonics and some superstitions, too. (laughs) Here's one they said will work. If you've got this problem... Carry the ashes of an ostrich egg in a linen rag in the summer and a cotton rag in the winter. (laughs) That'll clear it up, they said. Another remedy they found, or they thought, was to carry a bollycorn 
which had been found in the dung of a white female donkey. Now, that's not often you find items like that, is it? Not like you can go to the, go to the grocery store and go down the bollycorn aisle, <coughs> find something like that. So everybody's checking in. Doreen's checking in. Linda's checking in. Paula's checking in. Handyman Pete's checking in from Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Handyman Pete, we're going to pray for you because you're in that hurricane alley. I hope you're safe. We hope everything is doing A-OK for you guys down there. Nice and warm anyway, isn't it? Alabama. So as ridiculous as these approaches seem, and we laugh at them, right? You know, I'm sure you're going to chuckle out of some of those. But I want you to think about the ridiculous things that we do today to find happiness or relief. Some people, they'll abuse drugs. They'll abuse alcohol. They cohabitate. Same-sex partnerships. Work too many hours. These things, you know, they think they'll give them happiness, but they won't. But they think they will. Now marijuana is becoming legalized. Oh, everybody's going to be going down that road. We'll see how that works out. I know one thing. Buy stock and pizza. There's pizza places. They're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> out west, they're legalizing mushrooms. What are they, psychedelic mushrooms? Oh, here we go. Get ready for the apocalypse. That's what I say. So I wonder how many disasters are going to stem from all of these abuses of these drugs and alcohols and things like that. So we're not going to laugh at people in the first century because we do crazy things ourselves in the 21st century to try to find happiness and relief as well. So in verse 26, she endured much at the hands of many physicians. And she spent all she had. But she wasn't helped at all. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, oh, she got worse. How sad is that? You spend all your money. You spend all your money on a cure. And you just get worse. I'll tell you what. Sometimes things will get worse before they get better. And why do you think? I think because it's an introduction to God. It's like an open door, here it comes, to let Jesus in. Robin's checking in, Phil's checking in, thank you guys. Love having new people come on board and being part of New Hope Radio. Not only was her affliction a physical one, but it was spiritual and social. You know why? Because like I said earlier, she was barred from worship services. She was considered unclean according to Leviticus 25.15. So like Zacchaeus, the woman at the well, the Roman centurion, they all heard about Jesus. Now remember, in order for someone to hear about Jesus, somebody has to be talking about Jesus. And she heard about him. And she knew, oh, this could be it. This could be my breakthrough. Let me tell you what Jesus is. He's a breakthrough. He really is. If there's a wall in front of you, he is a breakthrough. And he will bust down that wall.
Reminds me of that song. We haven't sung that in ages. He is my peace. He has broken down every wall. Got to bring that one back. Songs about the Lord and who he is and, and what he does. We need to do that. Doreen said, even though things can get worse before getting better, keep trusting in the Lord. That's right. That's, that's what life is about. You know what it's about? Faith. Faith. There's never a reason to cast your faith away. You might come up with some excuse, but it's not legitimate. And you know why it's not legitimate? Because of who Jesus is. That's why. Because of who he is. There's never a reason to cast your faith away. So this woman had another predicament as well. It would be embarrassing to tell Jesus in public what her problem was. It was a personal problem. So what could she do? She didn't give up. You know, it was a feminine problem. It wasn't like she couldn't walk or, you know, couldn't see. It was more personal. Embarrassing. So here's what happened. After hearing about Jesus, and what was it she heard? Probably about his mercy, his kindness, his compassion. The fact that he accepts people right there, they, right where they are, and he has the ability to heal them. Wow, these are wonderful qualities, wonderful attributes of Jesus. Robin said, Amen. He's showing me that, and he's drawing me closer to him. Having a faith as small as a mustard seed. You know what, Robin, that mustard seed faith, that's going to grow into a big tree. Oh, yeah. Never despise the day of small beginnings. Faith might seem small today, but you stay with it. Oh, it's going to grow. It gets bigger and stronger, and you can move mountains. That's what Jesus said. You can move mountains. So this lady, she heard about Jesus, that he could put lives back together again. Isn't that true? Put mine together again. Mine was a mess. Oh. Before Christ, forget about it. <laughs> Basket case. Look it up in the dictionary. There's my picture. There I am. Jesus can put us back together again. So she knew he could put her life back together again. Here we are 2,000 years later. And uh, we know he can do it too. He never changes, does he? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So here's what she did. She came up in the crowd snuck up through the people behind him, touched his cloak. Now, why did she touch his cloak? She just reached out and touched it. For she thought, oh, if I just touch his garment, I'll get well. She has good thinking. She has positive thinking, not negative thinking. Negative thinking will keep you in the rut. Positive thinking Shows you a way out. But wait a minute. She wants to touch Jesus. The law says that if she touches anything or anyone, they become unclean. Oh, you can't do that. But perhaps she knew what others had not yet discovered. That Jesus is greater than all other things. Even her sickness. He's greater than all. Hey, didn't he say he was Lord of the Sabbath? 
Now, the Sabbath is a law. It's a day that you cannot work, but Jesus did work on the Sabbath, showing he's greater than the law. He's higher than the law itself. So when it comes to Jesus, she knew she wasn't violating the law. You know what she was doing? She was going higher than the law. Wow. You know, you can either live under the law or you can live with Christ. Which one do you want to do? If you're under the law, you'll never go as, as high as you could. But if you walk with Christ, oh yeah, man, you're going to go as high as you possibly can. There was a woman who came to Jesus as a last resort. And that's okay. One man said she was a fit patient for the great physician. She was ready. And you know, it doesn't matter why you go to Christ. You might go to Christ because you're seeking him. That's beautiful. Maybe you go because there's something in your life and you're fearful. That's okay too. Maybe you go to him because your life is hopeless and you're looking for hope. That's okay too. It doesn't matter why you go to Jesus as long as you go. He's not going to question your motive. He just wants you to come. He invites you. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Doesn't he say that? I'll give you rest. Oh, yeah. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Doesn't he say that? He gives a constant invitation to all people to come to him. Especially if you're sick. You know why? He's the great physician. Jesus said, people that are well, they don't need a doctor. People that are sick. Sometimes we find ourselves in places where only God can help. The point is, go to him. We have to go to him. Like Robin said in her, 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 her comment, that God can put her in a place <clears throat> that draws her closer to him. You know, the closer we come to God, the more we see our resources are very, very limited. So in verse 29, she reached out and touched his garment. Immediately, <laughs> the flow of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Wow. Not only was she healed, but she knew that she was healed. That's important. She knew that she was healed. See, there are people today that are saved, but they don't know it because they weren't taught. They believe in Jesus, but they weren't taught that they are born again through faith in Christ. So she felt her body being healed. She knew that she was healed. So God doesn't only want to do things for us. He wants us to know the depth of what he has done. He wants us to know what he's done for us. Again, like your salvation. Because salvation is not a mystery. It's a known fact. He wants you to live with that fact. He wants you to live with the certainty, with the assurance that you belong to him. No hoping, no wishing, no walking on eggs, that you know without a doubt that you belong to Jesus Christ. Doreen said, amazing grace. It certainly is. It's grace that never ceases to amaze us. So now Jesus immediately perceiving in himself that power proceeded from him. He felt something going out of him. She tapped into that power source, and he felt it going out. So this teaches us something about Jesus, that every time Jesus healed someone, it took something out of him. 
You could say he had a, a power drain. Is it any wonder he often slipped away to be alone with his father? He had to be replenished. He had to be refreshed. And that's what he would do. Sometimes angels would come and they would minister to him. They'd prop him back up again. Remember, he lived in a human limitation. So maybe there's a truth for us here as well, that you'll never produce anything great unless you put something of yourself into it. Whatever you do, put yourself, your job, whatever you do for a living, put yourself into it. Paul said, put all your heart into it. Maybe you're into music, put your whole self into it. You know, even a preacher is drained after a sermon if he puts his whole self into it. Whatever you do, put it all out, leave it all out there. If we're ever to help people, we must be ready to spend ourselves right. Robin said, his grace is more than sufficient. Nothing else matters in this world. So you know what we need to do? We need to learn about his grace. That's what we need to do. Learn about the grace of God. See, the greatness of Jesus was that he was prepared to pay the price of helping others. And that price was the outgoing of his very life, the sharing of his life, the giving of his life, the pouring out of his life into other people. The Christian life is not a convenient life in that sense. It's not a comfortable life. It's a fulfilling life, but it's an opportunity to pour your whole self out for others. So then Jesus, he turned around on the crowd and he said, Who touched my garment? <laughs> The disciples, these guys, they're so, I don't know what they are. They said, Jesus, you see the crowd? Everybody's touching you. <laughs> and you say, who touched me? Jesus, everybody's touching you. They're all pushing on you. Well, this scene teaches us something about the disciples. They had common sense, but they didn't have any spiritual sense. One of the tragedies of life is the strange insensitiveness of the human mind. We fail to recognize what others are going through. The disciples didn't see this lady in her turmoil, but Jesus, he knew. The disciples weren't aware of all the people around them and maybe who had a problem. Maybe others were there because they had issues in their life. But the disciples were insensitive to that. But Jesus wasn't. Jesus is not insensitive to the afflictions of people. He knows what we feel. We have a high priest that can identify with our infirmities. Hebrews 4.15, I think, says that. So because we have no experience of something, we don't, we're not affected by what somebody else might be going through. Somebody's sick, somebody's unemployed, they're a single parent. They're living alone. And because we don't share that experience, we could be insensitive to that. So maybe as we see Jesus in action here, we're learning, okay, I've got to focus on being sensitive to the needs of others, even if I don't share that need. Isn't that the Christian life? Trying to identify with what others might be going through. So Jesus looked around to see who had done this. 
And it's like his eyes went right to her. Boom. He saw her. He knew. He knew who it was. And the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what happened to her, you know what she did? She came and fell down before him. She told him the whole truth. She told him her story. Now, this scene tells us something about the woman. That she had a difficult life. And all so humiliating. Twelve years of humiliation, of embarrassment, of being a social outcast. But after she told her story to Jesus, relief flooded her heart. Oh, that is like the greatest thing. She was honest and open before the Lord, and relief flooded her heart. And not only that, when she met Jesus for the first time, because remember, she only heard about him, she found him to be very kind. Yeah, he, it wasn't like, you're unclean, don't touch me. He was very kind, and you know what he said to her? Daughter. Wow. He called her daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your affliction. I don't want you to be healed in your body, but I want you to be healed in your mind. I want you to be at peace. Isn't that something? Isn't that like part of the healing, wouldn't you say? That God wants us to be at peace with what he does for us? I think so. Now, this story was recorded so the reader would know that Jesus has power the power to bring healing, and the power to bring relief to a life. You know, I call this, there was a woman that was sick, but God gave her the power to rise again. The power. Kitty's on board. Amen, she said. Yes, Kitty, thank you. He brings relief. Some of you today need a little relief, and it's right there. Just reach out. Touch the Lord. He'll never turn you down. He might not always bring that physical healing to the body, but he can bring relief to your heart. And isn't that important? Because, you see, we live life from the heart. So that's the, that's, that's the focal point of the Lord's ministry to us. Doreen said Jesus was accepting of this woman just as she was. And he accepts us in the same way. And, and you know, and it's good to know, it's good to have the assurance that no matter how you're feeling, you can still go to the Lord. And he, even if you're feeling bad because you made a dumb choice, you can still go to the Lord. And he'll receive you. And he'll accept you. He will, because he's grace and because he's kind. So the point is, be sure that you come. That's the key. Don't let a struggle, a turmoil, any personal issue stop you from coming to the Lord. Don't do that. 
Because you know what? If he's not going to stop you from coming, why would you? Why would you stop yourself from coming if he's not? So come, you that are weary and heavy laden, and get that rest. So you may have been struggling with something in your own life for many years, like this woman. Oh, it's been going on a long time. You've been living with it. And you've been trying to adapt to it. Because you've tried to find peace and you can't. You tried to find relief and you can't. But now it's time. Now it's time to rise up and say, you know what I'm going to do? Even if you're a Christian, say, now I'm really going to Jesus. I'm going to him. Here it comes in faith. See, that's what this woman did. Because Jesus commended her. He said, oh, daughter, your faith has saved you. It was your faith. You came in faith, and that's what did it. You could faith if you're listening today. Go to God in faith. And say, God, here it is. Here I am. I'm a Humpty Dumpty Christian. And I need you to put me back together again. Because <laughs> you know what? Nobody else can. Though all the king's horses and all the king's men, they couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But Lord, I know you can. I'm presenting myself to you. Put me back together. And he will. Oh, he will. Do that today. Whatever issue has you broken, whatever that might be, whatever that turmoil that's in your life, whatever it is, go to the Lord, go to the Lord right now, today. And say, God, here I am. I'm going to give it to you. I want you to take it. And I want you to bring healing to it. And I'll tell you what, he will. Because that's what he does. That's what he does. Robin said, Jesus says, come to me with all your cares and all your concerns, right? Didn't Peter say, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. And you know, in the Greek language, it means he keeps on caring. He keeps on caring for you. But we have to do it. It's not, you know, nice Christian cliches. They're actions. They're actions. They're things that we do. Okay? Surrender everything, said Robin. It's true. But remember, they're actions. They're not cliches. Hey, I want to thank you all for coming along today. You out there in radio land. You out there in social media land and in podcast land. Because this will be a podcast later on this afternoon and many people are tuning into the podcast. So thanks for coming along. Looking forward to being with you next time right here on New Hope Radio. I'll see you then.